Hello and welcome to the Hume Scout podcast Rolled and Roll. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Hume Scout is a recruitment training business um, co-founded by myself, Ed Khan, and Laura Oates. And each week we're going to be giving you 10-minute snippets into our world of recruitment, tips and tricks to help you on your journey as an agency recruiter and hopefully some laughs along the way too. Hope you guys enjoy. Welcome everyone. This week, one, I'm not drinking champagne. Two, Ooh. we're not in the same location. And three, Ooh. we're talking about exclusivity. Um, so this oh my topic... God, that sounded like such a pitch that you had like <laughs> come up with. It just it all came to me. Didn't even think about it. Ed is really showing me up with his background. Yeah. You could just be normal for this. No. But you still have to show that I am incompetent at using <laughs> Zoom background. Yeah. Um, exclusivity this week, because it's come up quite a lot, I think, yeah. with a lot of our clients, our course attendees, and that they're working on too many jobs, too many that are completely contingent, not exclusive, filling one in three roles, in some cases one in five roles that they're working on, there's a lot of wasted time. Mm-hmm. So we thought we'd do a quick short episode on how would you sell exclusivity to yeah. clients. And I think it's worth defining to start with that there are two types of exclusivity. Like right? There's exclusivity on a client account, mm. which I think you have to work for over time through your account management strategy, but there is exclusivity that you can win on roles, individual roles. Mm. And I think often people are like, well, I don't have that client exclusive. And it's like, yeah, but you could get the role exclusive. And so I think it's that differentiation to start with. You should always with your client, with your account management strategy, be working towards long-term exclusivity Mm. with your clients. But for every single role brief that you take, you should be selling your benefits and selling exclusivity to an extent. Yeah, what I've just thought, oh, this episode mm-hmm. should actually be called Getting Exclusivity, Not Selling, because we shouldn't actually be selling exclusivity. It should already yeah. be sold. Yeah. We should be selling the benefits mm-hmm. and the process and then asking as the final stage okay, we're working exclusively because the client then understands the benefits of it rather than doing your normal spiel, trying to sell really hard the benefits of exclusivity, if that makes sense. I feel like the sell actually comes. Yeah, the sell isn't like work with me. And this, you know what? You're so right. I just got one of like my recruitment shit. (laughs) You're so right because people will go, okay, this is the reason why you should give us the run. Hold on, hold on. We can't carry on. You've just got one of your recruitment shivers. Like, just, like it's, maybe it's a training shiver or it's like when there's like a real succinct point that I'm like, oh, that's that's the juice. Like, that's yeah. what we need to get across. The shiver. Anyway, I'm going to lose what the fucking shiver is if I don't get it out. 
But it is that, like we see so many consultants selling like, this is why you should work with me exclusively because I'll prioritize your role because I'll do X, Y, and Z. Like it's not selling the exclusivity. It's selling, this is how I'm going to work your role. Mm. You don't need anyone else. 100%. And then, therefore, we should be working yeah. together exclusively. Yeah. I think it should almost be a given that you're working exclusively if you've done the job of taking a detailed brief, managing the client expectations, going through a project timeline with them, selling your absolute process in terms of this is how I recruit, this is how I am going to represent your business, these are the platforms that I utilize, this is some stats around how I get success, get that commitment, and then the end result is you have that conversation on this is what it looks like to work with me exclusively, the commitment and it's such a little commitment which really baffles me and I understand why people don't ask for retained I get it's a different type of recruit but working exclusively should be the default it's the default shouldn't be contingent you work with anyone and hopefully I've got a one in five chance of filling it it should be do the process so bring them on the journey of how you're going to be the one to fill it if they actually understand that well enough, the exclusivity piece of that client meeting is just a given and it's this is how we're going to work. Are you okay with that? Yeah. And I think then what you need to make sure that you have it is uh, you need to know how you pitch your sourcing strategy. A hundred percent. Okay, great. Thanks so much for the brief. We'll start working on that. You know, and we often talk about this, don't we, in a way of like, we go, you know, we'll tell the client what you do in a role. It's like, well, no, tell them how you're going to find the candidates that they can't. So like Mm. something that you should always say to clients rather than like, okay, I'm going to talk you through. It should be like, here am I, here's the way I'm going to find you the candidates that otherwise I don't know if you would find. And it has to be focused on the passive candidate strategy, especially in this market. And it's educational, isn't it? Yeah. We can't assume that a client knows what we're going to do just because they've used recruiters before because most recruiters won't actually relay their process to the clients and the clients then go to the default of, oh, it's better to have more recruiters on it because they don't really understand how a recruiter represents them. And I've got a good example of this is my, not mortgage person, who's the person that does the final contract part? Your conveyancer. Conveyancer. I've no idea what a conveyancer does. I know loosely what they're meant to be doing. You don't even know the name of them. No, I do. (laughs) Joan. Joan Lententi. Lententi? Anyway, complete convincing, amazing woman. But I don't really know what they do day to day. But when I got on the phone to her, she relayed exactly what she was going to do. As this is what it takes. This is what I'm going to do. This is the steps that I need to take. I send you this, you do this on contract exchange date, this happens. Cool. I understood the process. She laid it very clearly. And then she gave me the quote and I was like, holy shit, you're doing all of that for twelve fifty. And then I was like, sweet. I'm hundred percent sold. We don't need to have a conversation about yeah, that's I understood the whole process. But if she had just gone in and done, I'm doing everything, it's 1250, I probably would have questioned it and wanted a few other options because I don't know what's entailed. And in my head, I would have thought, okay, it's a quick contract exchange. Is that worth 1250 versus her explaining these are the steps and me going, of course, that's value for money. And I don't need to look anywhere else. 
Yeah, and I think the beauty of that is that she's probably not doing a huge amount different no. to what any other conveyancer was doing, but it was the it was the you now feel comfortable comfortable that you don't even need to go and get another quote. Right. I think that's what we don't give clients. We we give clients like the bare minimum, and then they go, okay, cool. Well, what's their priority? Their priority is reporting into their seniors and hitting yeah. deadlines and hitting budgets and doing all of this stuff. So they go, okay, cool. Well, for me to be able to see to be seen to be doing my job effectively, I should probably get another quote. And this is where we get multiple recruiters working on roles because it's normally that we just didn't close the client properly mm-hmm. in the effing brief. Yeah. You know, we just go, okay, great, we'll start working on that. Yeah. Or we go, look. This is what exclusive working with me exclusively looks like. The client's like, oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Like, how do I know you're going to fill it? Because you didn't sell to them yeah. you were going to fill it. Yeah, 100%. And I think a lot of people, I was going to say our listeners, and then I was like, who am I kidding? Like, don't, <laughs> don't get Have fun. <laughs> yeah. If you are listening to this, um, you might be thinking, our listeners, because we've got this tribe. Yeah, who do you think you are, Stephen Butler? <laughs> yes, an influencer. Um, if you are listening to this, you might be thinking like, oh, but I don't want all of my roles exclusively. And what I would then be looking at, which is what I would always do with clients, and what I do now even when I'm working with new training clients, is building a period of like exclusivity, which you can then assess Mm. afterwards and I think also clients are really open to this so like on perm I normally say two weeks on temp three days that should give you long enough Mm. that should give you the time that you need to get your roles to interview stage or to to placement Mm. for temp without you needing to commit to the lifespan of the role and I think clients one are way more open to it but then two you're like it's it feels like a really commercial decision like Mm. let's work together for the next 10 business days Let's review yeah. how we're going at that point. And if everyone is happy and we're on the right trajectory, we'll just continue on. But mm. if you're not and you feel that you need to bring in another recruiter at that point, you then have the opportunity. Yeah. And I think clients go, okay, I can see that there's a process here. Yeah, that's such a good point. And the commitment level is incredibly low because there's a get out of the agreement clause. Yeah. yeah. And that's why programs like, I'm going off topic, but bear with me, like, monthly recurring programs work really well like netflix is doing so well because you can cancel it whenever you want do they get many cancellations they don't it's incredibly low but offering that as a look if you don't like it you can cancel it in a month it's pretty much the same isn't it offering exclusivity or agreeing to exclusivity for a shorter period on the face that there isn't a huge amount of commitment from the client but two weeks is enough for you to prove your worth and to prove to them that they don't need to go elsewhere and then if you're not, you know, if you feeling those two weeks that the client's got unrealistic expectations, they don't come back to you on on mm. uh, resume submissions, you're not getting the feedback you need, whatever, you get a chance to address it and you get a chance to opt out as well, yeah. which you should be doing because you should be focused on quality clients and quality recruits. So I almost think it creates also an air of, an air of exclusivity in that mm. I'll work with you for the next two weeks exclusively, but then we'll both reassess whether it's working. Yeah. Um, and I think that also, like, breaks down that master-servant vibe that we can mm-hmm. fall into even more because it's like, well, it's also up to, you know, if they're a new client for you, you want to assess whether they're they're going to be right for you mm-hmm. long-term as well. 
Absolutely. Okay, so if you're not working exclusively, at least start with your first one, making sure you're selling your process, you're selling exactly how you're going to recruit, getting the client comfortable and on board with how you're going to recruit their role, and then assumptive closing. Assume it's the way you're going to work. So we work exclusively for up for two weeks. If in that time, if after that time, we, neither of us feel it's working, etc., we're both welcome to walk away. I think that's a good starting point. Yeah. Okay, we better go because you've been shivering. Session, better warm up. The old recruitment shivers. <laughs> See, we never need to shoehorn a joking because I'd always say something dumb. The old recruitment shivers. That sounds like you've got a drinking problem. The old recruitment. <laughs> got the old recruitment shivers. Oh man. Oh my. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. See you next week.